0: Welcome to The Specifist. Specify your philosophy and life. So, welcome back to Specifist. Um, Going into... (laughs) deeper, that is, into interdependence talking about the concept, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Um, it's very very uh, easy to not realize how much that things borrow from other things. We may, we may want to believe that reality is infinite and uh, things like this, but reality is very finite. Things are very limited, at least in this current density. You may be in the fourth and fifth density that changes, who knows who cares. That's not a even point. Point is that they, things are the way they are now. and we can't really do anything about it, but we can become aware of this. So what does this mean? there's no such thing as free lunch. Well. To understand this, let's give a simple example of a free lunch. So, you go out to lunch with somebody, and they say, oh, I'll pay for it. And you're like, okay, that was free, yay. But it wasn't free. Somebody paid for it. Which means they couldn't pay for something else. Because they only have a certain limited amount of funds, right? And so, let's say the lunch costs... 30 bucks let's say 20 bucks let's just say 20 bucks makes it simpler um that means they couldn't buy something that they might have wanted to buy maybe if they were more poor or whatever or maybe whatever it is they, 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 the point is they didn't have the money right but in some ways that improves the economy because then you give to businesses and you give to a person they can then because then you tip that person that means they can buy more things, which improves the economy more. You see the point. <sighs> um, the free lunch idea is a really interesting example because it sounds like it doesn't really matter. It's like, oh, just a free lunch, you know. But it actually does. To a small extent, sure, but it does. It, 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 it has an effect on something, somewhere, somehow, um, so, (sighs) a lot of people these days are looking to get what they call free college, right, I'm not saying, I'm not going to say that I'm for or against free college, I think it's, uh, I think the system of college is actually a bit over, uh, a bit old-fashioned anymore, like, uh, in the way they have it set up in the first place, but it's a different subject, um, and I'll get into that maybe a little bit in this episode, but, so, free college, is it really free? No. Um, if, that was, if this were ever to happen, it would cost way more money for the government, for the t- taxpayers, which means that they couldn't buy other things, or they couldn't improve the economy in some other way, but it doesn't help the economy in some way. It helps the schools, it helps, you know, things like this, but it doesn't necessarily help uh, the taxpayer themselves until that person maybe pay pays taxes and in that way that can help improve upon what the that person took out, you know, perhaps. Of course the problem is that schools are just over burdened with all these things that they have to do. Some of that is regulation, some it's just like there's so many things to do in colleges that it it's really kind of makes things a little bit more uh, expensive than they need to be. that's why college is so expensive and so I don't necessarily agree with a free college because I don't because we need to fix the college system first. There's too many things that they're doing that is wasting money in a lot of ways but and the other uh, issue is, as well as um, to get any kind of degree, you have to spend a long time to do it. Four, six years, most of that, learning things that you already know or that don't really matter to your topic as much, right? Uh, You might struggle to uh, become some doctor or something. It's like six, eight years, right? What do you really need to become a doctor? specific courses, sure, that's what you get, but you get 10 other kind of courses. It's like, you know, about... The first two years aren't even usually geared towards what your actual college is. It's usually geared to what you already learned. It's like, why, why are you learning this? We already know about math and science. We already took all this shit. Like, if it applies to your agree I suppose but it it just constantly repeats the same thing <clears throat> and so it's just like why are you set up this way it's kind of stupid it's kind of old-fashioned it's not necessary um, and so if we were to do this I think we need to overhaul the system first for that to work So basically the point is that everything borrows from something else right if you want to work out more for instance you couldn't do something else that that isn't working out it doesn't really matter what it is. time is fine now we usually understand this but it doesn't really get translated to other things as much for some of us um for instance, like, if you want to work hard, that's a very stressful event, usually. It's more stressful than it, and it always needs to be, but that's another subject. If you uh, want to have less stress and more relaxation, in some ways you can kind of lose your, if it's only relaxation or if it's mostly just relaxation, you could lose your intellectual uh, and critical thinking abilities in some ways because you're not focused enough on certain top topics and things like this. Uh, Somebody suggested a topic that I might talk about eventually. I'm just trying to figure out how to uh, do it properly. But basically, the topic is the point of uh, focus and the point of light, where like, like the positives and negatives and what to use each with and things like this and something i'm kind of working on myself so that will be coming probably mapping awareness but um everything borrows from something right if you want to have a big economy usually that comes at the cost of the environment but if you have want to improve the em- environment it usually comes at the cost of the economy um you know maybe one day when we develop fusion that won't be a problem because fusion is going to be like an extreme boost to not only our economy but like the way we do things and the energy sector and pretty much everywhere else in a lot of ways but it's not here yet so yeah but um There's no free lunches here. You know, people have this like illusion that the economy should just grow and grow. It shouldn't just, there should never be any kind of depressions or recessions or any of this kind of shit. It should just keep growing. It's like, well, that's not possible, practical, reasonable, logical. Because for that to happen, in some ways, other economies have to shrink because of what causes economies to grow. You're selling things. Perhaps you're buying a bunch of things, but that, that causes, if you're doing that too much, is like what we're doing right now with China and other countries is it? we're buying more than we're selling, right? I think during Trump, it was actually the other way around. We were actually selling more than we were buying, but I don't know if it was uh, to an extreme degree or not, but it always comes at a cost to something, to some other country it, to do this, right? To improve the economy, we must do certain things, um, export more, create more jobs here somehow, which means that less jobs will be created somewhere else. And so every, everything has a consequence, like I said uh, on, the other, on the other episode, everything has a consequence and everything is consequential doesn't really matter how small it is like smallest thing right you wake up you're no longer dreaming you may uh, have to do some work You, you know things like this there's always a consequence for things there's no I don't think there's anything that's consequence free like, even this idea of, like, enlightenment, like you get in certain spiritual teachings. Like, you, if you find enlightenment, you're forever peaceful and relaxed and things like this, right? So, that's true. It has a consequence. That consequence is that you may not be able to or want to, to have, a, have a certain focus when, when it's necessary to do so. Because it's nice and peaceful to be relaxed and, and things like this right there's only a the consequence basically to the point uh, because everything borrows from something else in some way And we usually kind of understand this in some ways with time because like uh, you know we have this idea of like time management where it's like you only have a certain amount of hours in the day what do you want to do? do you want to, do do you want to sit around all day do you want to work out? do you want to relax? Or do you want to do a variety of things? What, what is it that you want to do here? Because time is going to be limited. So if you, if you want to work out, that means you can't watch more television. If you want to work hard, that means you, you can't watch more television. You can't um, do what most people consider to be fun things, whatever it is, right? Um, and this is an aspect of wisdom, I think, that's I- ignored in spirituality, and it causes a bl- blind spot towards positivity, and it causes a blind sp- spot towards, like, superstition, like, astrology. Well, not really astrology. I mean, that, that kind of applies to a certain extent, too, but not even really astrology, so much as, like, um, I don't know, there's, like, this positive. This toxic positivity where it's like, you know, we can't, we shouldn't think about these negative things and we only should think about positive things and there's other kind of superstitions as well. I think that a lot of spiritual communities fall fall into um, where it's like, you know, there should only be love and people should only be loving and things like this, right? But that that doesn't really work in real life, especially in in more poverty-stricken areas because uh there's a really good episode of from actualize.org called what did he call it it's it's the latest one that he did it was like understanding conflict or something let me look it up right <laughs> understanding war and conflict part one that was a that was a video it's a really good video it really went into why conflict happens it's actually probably one of the more insightful videos that he's done in a while um and it kind of goes into this concept a little bit maybe i'm going into a little bit more as well here a little bit more because i'm not trying to uh tell you this in like a uh, specific uh, in a more indirect way like i was doing yesterday but it is a very important understanding because the mind is going to typically what I've found people do is they, they do this thing where they generalize things based on this one thing rather than the entire puzzle itself like the idea of free college like we should have free college because it improves education things like this right um, And so what that does is it allows you to ignore things that could contradict your viewpoints. And it's not really about being wrong here. It's more about, like, becoming more aware about reality. Like, I mean, it's it's one thing to be like, oh, life is, should be, life is about love and you should love everybody and things like this. but it's another thing to uh, realize it's another thing to uh try and do this because you, you realize that everything is very much connected together like this nothing is infinite everything is finite something that you should just commit violence and kill everybody and hate everybody no but it's it's a lot more complicated than it sounds it's it's a simplistic ideal but it's not possible in reality because of the way the mind works because of the way that this Uh, borrowing from things works creates competition but then you get certain spiritual people who are like well this reality isn't real anyways. it doesn't exist and it doesn't matter what happens in this reality and it's like that's not real you're living in a fantasy land where you're thinking that life is just about love and infinity and like being enlightened and just realizing that you're a spiritual person being in a human experience, right? The problem with that is that you're not helping people understand what's really happening here. You're, peop- you're putting them deeper into ignorance. And I hate to say it, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the uh, way that that works, because it doesn't help people at all. It makes things worse. It leads to more ignorance of what's actually happening in, in a lot of cases. And it's, I don't want to say it's not true because it, it, it might be true at a certain level. It's one of the reasons why I, I kind of understand the, um, the agnostics, like the idea of the demiurge. Uh, I've, t- I've talked about this a little bit on, on another episode, but basically, the idea is that this universe is actually created by an evil god, right? A god that's like evil it's uh it's i think the gospel of judas actually talks about this if i remember correctly gospel of judas is like a uh, a forbidden book that from banned from like the bible and like all these different sources basically it talks about how the god that people believe in um is actually not a god but is it, is trying to pretend to be a god and the true God is this God, and it was really interesting, because it was talking about how these 13, if I remember correctly, it's been a while since I've read it, but like, these 13 beings took over, or, or, there's, like, 13 beings, and, like, um, I think one of them was the, I can't remember, but, basically, the point is that there are these god these gods that are evil, they're they took over the universe or whatever. Or they, they are the universe. They're the universe. But then there is a true God that is made of light and love. And all these things that spiritual people talk about. And it does explains a lot of things. Because we're looking at reality right now. Like if you look at reality in this way. Of love and light. It doesn't make sense. It None of it makes sense. Like if you try and like explain the ukraine war with russia right now through this light of like oh we're all just spiritual beings having a u- human experience it's like it doesn't make sense because if we're all just love and light and all sort of crap why are there so many people that are unloving assuming that love is what people think it is in the first place which is another episode but um And the answer is because, um, and when I mean loving, I don't mean, like, because love, the problem with this idea of love is that it's actually, like, too narrow a focus anyways. Um, I've talked about this before, but basically all that we do, we do for some kind of love. It may not be a pure love, it may be very distorted, but it's a love for something. If we shout at somebody to love, for for something that this person is not saying or is not doing or whatever it is, right? But the typical idea and definition of love from spiritual circles is a bit different. Um, usually, not always, but usually, like actually, that work is different in in that respect. He goes deeper into that, but it's rare to see that, um, and so what you get is people like oh we're just temporary spirit human uh we're just spiritual people having a temporary human experience it's like look around you right now with ukraine and russia and all these different wars on these different conflicts on the physical universe that we live in in the mental universe like our minds even have conflicts with each other One part wants to do this, but one part wants to do that. Why is that? If we're such a spiritual person, why is this happening? Right? And so in a lot of ways, the uh, agnostic understanding actually makes way more sense, if that's true. That we are some kind of temporary spiritual being having a human, human experience. Assuming that if that is true, the agnostics have a clearer understanding of what's really happening here. Um, I'm not saying it's some big conspiracies there's some evil god out there doing evil things and creating this evil universe but if you want to be clear and honest with what's really happening in the world you have to understand what's really happening without looking to your overt generalizations of like oh life is just about love and how to increase your love you should just love anything no matter what it's like that's not how life works that's not how things work like if you do this you're going to like become blinded to the darkness it's going to come and it's going to bam it's going to hit you in the face um metaphorically speaking like you may think that life is about love but then something comes and your mind goes oh that's not loving thing bam you're an asshole you're and it starts judging or whatever right but then these spiritual people will be like, oh, you should just keep loving harder, or whatever. It's like, yeah, but it's that comes with a price. It comes with a consequence of, of its own. Everything has a consequence. Everything is borrowed from something else in some way. It's important to understand this, because if you want change in this universe, which is, I think everybody wants change to a certain extent, um, even conservatives, to a certain extent, want change. They want the system to be different in some way. But the question is, how do you do that without by causing the least amount of damage, if that's even possible, which, honestly, I don't really think it is completely, but um, because it's going to borrow from something else. Like our military, our military budget right now is so fucking bloated and ridiculous right now that when is it like we spend a trillion dollars a year on military alone? If we decided to, you know, get back on that, like kick, you know, remove half of that at least, you know, that means that people are going to be unemployed that, may, that means that certain areas might not be as protected with NATO and things like this because that's where most of these bases are I think I'm not 100% sure about that but that's what I think is happening um, and so possible other countries are going to you know come in to those areas possibly and take over because their resources are limited and they want more uh, for whatever reason it's not about greed it's like oh i don't i just want more it's like how do we improve our economies? how do we improve our population's standard of living that's what it's always about it's always about standard of living it's not about greed it's not about some idea that like a lot of left has where it's like oh they're just greedy and it's an attempt to just get more money and get more people into their army or whatever it is that they think. It's like, no, it's it's more complicated than that. I mean, sometimes it's about greed. It can be, it's very much a greed thing in some ways, but it's not It's not helping, helping people to call it greed because it doesn't explain what's really happening. I try and just I stay away from these general terms like greed because it, it's very easy to that take this term uh, and generalize it to such an extent that you now understand nothing about what you're talking about with this person, with this company, with this whatever it is, and so because you don't understand it, you can't fix it. You can't see what's really happening. <laughs> it's really, it's really a problematic thing that we, that humans do. It's uh, very easy, and I've done it myself with certain things. Don't get me wrong. So, but it it makes you less aware of what's really happening with this thing and our our goal I think in life if you want to be honest and this is why I, I am to a certain extent a believer in certain aspects of spirituality is because of awareness awareness is about understanding more about life some people want to say awareness is about like, just become aware of the now in the moment and things like this, but that's not, that's not always true. That's not even close to true, actually, if you think about it, because, uh, um, what happens if you do this, right? Like, it's a good thing to do sometimes. I'm, I'm not saying it's not, and I think it's helpful to be in the present moment in this way, but... Like, if you're, if you're doing this when it comes to trying to understand conflict or trying to understand anything related to reality rather than just watching it, that's not really going to help you. That advice is not going to help you understand it. For that kind of thing, you need a deeper kind of focus where it's, it's more kind of like... Uh, lasered into certain areas and you can kind of go into a deeper broader focus from that point focusing on everything at once and then you go laser into something else when you notice that you don't know something about that area it doesn't mean it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to research every single thing like online or whatever honestly i think that that is uh stunting our intelligence anyways because like if you're not contemplating these things for yourself trying to figure out why certain things are for yourself doesn't mean that you don't look it up later but if you aren't doing that before you're looking up these things you're not really learning anything because you're going to forget most of the time what's going to happen is you're going to look up something like oh what is the uh, definition of a forest right you're going to look it up and you're going to forget or what is what is the point of life or what is how, how does the economy work you're going to look it up you're going to listen to you're going to listen to a podcast or you're going to read some article that's probably going to be over simplistic anyways and then you're going to probably forget about it in the next 5 minutes but if you contemplate this question what what is the economy really about what is it, how does it really work um you can learn more about things and then when you actually look it up, because I do recommend you look things up after you do that, you learn what you actually didn't know about. The economy like, oh wait, that 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 makes more sense or whatever. And then you realize what you don't actually know about something. Wait a minute, I didn't know anything about that. What is this thing now? What is it called? Supply and demand? What is that a you know everything everybody knows about supply and demand, I think, but I'm just giving an example. Um, and that's how you build more awareness, more wisdom. Um, but of course there is a, uh, a point that can be made about like people focusing too much on the mental side of things where they're looking to what they're, thoughts are on a subject rather than what they're looking what their direct experience is on something um it's a little bit complicated it's a little bit complicated and there's some problems with that too like if you go too deeply into that but you know that's what what this all is everything borrows from something else like if you just focus on awareness you're not going to understand anything you're going to probably have overly simplistic understandings of things but if you focus too much on the mind you might have uh, a lot of problems you might have uh, a lot of suffering you might not be able to understand things in a more intuitive way Uh, because I I do think intuition is important but that's another subject where it gets kind of complicated too, because intuition is something that has to be trained properly. And you you often need a lot of feedback to know whether your intuition is wrong or right, right on a subject, which you don't really get with a lot of things anyways, which is why I recommend doing this practice where you contemplate something first, and then you look it up and you go, Oh, okay. And then you contemplate some more like, why would that be? And you look at that up and you go, Oh, and that's how you learn. That's how you get feedback intuitively on whether your ideas are right or wrong here. And that's how you increase your intuition. There's this, uh, this art- article that I read about this three-step process to uh, improving intuitions. But I forget what it was. One of them was feedback. This is the third one. Um, it's a really interesting article. If I remember, I'll, I'll try and find it, but... It's hard to, sometimes it, I, I can't find these things, but <laughs> I will probably link that episode of Conflict um, from Actualized org on the uh, in the show notes because it's a really interesting episode. But now we should get into some examples. So before we get to some examples, just make some corrections and. <sighs> try and explain some things here so i believe i kept saying agnostic it's actually gnostic gno versus agno um the other thing is that just because I, i i talk about how spiritual people are way too stuck on love and things like this it doesn't mean that i think they're wrong and i don't really think i don't really think that it's uh a bad thing or anything but i think it just comes at a very big price if you're not very careful about what you're doing with this um because everything comes at a price everything gets borrowed from something else in some way um you know nothing really comes from you know there's this like idea and and a lot of ways that some people can kind of get and i think this can kind of come from the the superstition of, like, God. And I'm not saying that God doesn't exist. I, I might make another show about this, but I don't really think that... It's not that... I don't think that God exists. I just don't know if I would say that what we feel inside of ourselves, which is usually what is uh, related to God, like things like love and mysticism and things like... Is actually God inherent to reality rather than just us being us and feeling emotions and shit like that but that's another episode but um i think one of the problems i think that that one of the blind spots that um believing in a all-inclusive kind of god that's that created the universe is and you get to kind of have this idea this understanding that says that Something can actually come from nothing, which is not necessarily something that is true. I don't, I've never seen any example of this ever happen in reality. There's nothing that comes from... Nothing doesn't bring something into reality. It just doesn't work that way. Um, it usually comes from something, some principle of reality or something it doesn't just kind of spring from nothing um it it's it, you may not know where that that came from and so you can think that it's caused by nothingness but it's actually not necessarily but yeah you know, this is another episode so I want to get into some practical examples here uh to kind of give give you some... Kind of more day-to-day examples in your daily life to kind of get you to see why this is and how this is, why this works this way. And like I've always said on my episodes, you can make this as simple or as complicated as you want to make it. It's up to you. I mean, there's a bit of a price in making it too simple, but you can you can do you. I'm not going to say that you're wrong because... Um, To be honest with you, it wouldn't convince anybody anyway, so. (laughs) But anyways, so, so I'll give you some day-to-day examples, right? So, let's say you wake up, right? And you decide to meditate, right? For whatever reason. Well... There is a small price to pay for that meditation. That, that price is time. And for the mind, that price is... Uh, you know, like it doesn't think in the same way. It, you know, the thoughts are, you know, calmed down. Which can cause... Which is a, a price that the ego kind of pays for its existence in some ways. Of course the ego doesn't really sense but that's <laughs> we've already talked about that but the price is mostly just time uh, of course the benefit is calmness lucidity there's all kinds of benefits of meditation and depending on what your eventual goal of is, of uh Eventual, what depending on a couple of factors, depending on what the meditation is, but depending on what your goal is for meditation, will create different uh, types of benefits for your meditations as well. I've noticed like some meditations are kind of more acceptance based, and some are more like love based, and some are kind of more like there's this meditation called open monitoring meditation, which is kind of like um really uh deep into i almost think it's almost beyond acceptance into more of what's what's called non-interference but could be wrong about that but that's what i've noticed at least um so you you then finish meditating and you decide to drink some coffee So depending on how you drink your coffee, if you drink it black, that may come at a consequence of taste. You know, maybe it it may speed your body up. Maybe it may make you less tired, but it may actually make you crash later. Um, right, and depending on if you add sugars and creams and or not, depending on what the cream is as well. Well, it will come at a cost of, like, more weight gain or whatever. I'm not saying that you should not put sugar in your coffee. Well, <laughs> I'm not saying to do that, but um, <clears throat> I am saying that everything comes at its cost, even small things. You, you would be surprised what small things can do as far as price goes. They have certain benefits. I'm not saying that they don't, but they're also... There's also certain prices that you pay for those benefits. There's virtually nothing that you do that doesn't have a small price. And perhaps the wise decision, well, I wouldn't say this, but perhaps it's a correct thing to say, who knows. But perhaps the wisest decisions are those that have the smallest prices, but the greatest benefits, but... I don't know if I'd quite say that either, because that might lead to people uh, doing things that may not actually be that wise, because they think that something doesn't have a price when it does, but that's another subject, right? Okay, so you go to work, you drive. Of course, that comes at a price of time, but we all know that. It comes at a price of um, probably emotion like anger but the benefit is you probably get there faster than you would if you just walked or took the bus or whatever um and anger because you know road rage is like a thing that people always seem to talk about when it comes to driving it's like one of those things where it's like um you 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 Watch where you're going, buddy. What are you doing there? You know, this kind of thing. It's ironically one of the places where people should be meditating the most, I think, in, in their car, especially if there's, like, traffic going. If, if Especially if there's no traffic going and you're just sitting there um, at, like, a stop, waiting. That'd be a perfect time to find a time to calm yourself down a little bit. It doesn't have to be too complicated. Just... You know, just focus on your breathing for a couple of seconds and you go, oh, that feels better. Um, that comes at a price, but it has stronger benefits than getting angry and yelling at the people in front of you for whatever reason. You're, you're too slow and all, all of your morons and all sorts of shit, right? Like that it comes at a very big price. The price is you're, your uh, now suffering that price is that you are probably going to feel that anger for some time because usually what I've noticed it depends on the emotion how strong it is too is that emotions don't really just go away when they happen like usually what will happen is an emotion will happen and it'll stay there with you for a little bit like I said depends on this how strong your emotion is but the emotion will happen. Buddy, watch where you're driving, you know. And then the anger is still there a little bit. Maybe not as strong, but it's still kind of there. You may not be aware of it. It's kind of in the background of your awareness. <laughs> uh, depending on how, how strong it was. Sometimes they fade quickly. Sometimes they fade very, very slowly. When they fade very, very slowly, you can kind of call them grudges and resentments and things like this. But. And so you go into work, and depending on if you meditated or not, if you didn't meditate when all that's all that was happening, you're probably angry. This person cut me off in traffic, and this person wouldn't move, and this person, you know, this kind of thing. Just shouting at yourself, shouting at these people, in your head or out loud. You know, shouting out loud has a price, right? Is that the shouting out loud actually help you with your anger? Have you ever shouted at something? Yeah, have you ever shouted at a machine? Like, it's funny how people um, do this. They shout at machines. I've done this too. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's... But it's funny people do it. Like, they you fucking dumb machine. What the fuck are you doing? And you just start yelling at the machines. <laughs> Is that what happened one day when Rage Against when the Machine was created? They were just like, fuck this machine. We're going to call this Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> I don't think that's what it's called. Why it's called that. But it'd be funny if it was. Anyways. And so you. (laughs) You go into work. Depending on how. you You spent your driving day. You. Are either calm right now. Or angry. If you're angry. That has a price. At work. Maybe you're not as productive. Maybe you're. Snapping at people. Maybe you're waiting for somebody to go off so you can just snap at them or whatever right depends on your how you're working too like a lot of people work from home anymore virtually but that still doesn't solve solve the anger problem you can still have anger from like maybe your child does something you don't want them to No, no stop doing that you know things like this it doesn't really stop that from happening it just might lessen some of this but it, or not that lessen, but decrease it um but it doesn't get rid of it entirely, necessarily. And so, that has a price. Perhaps you get more angry. But like I said, perhaps the anger kind of, low finally, kind of lowers down to like a simmer. You know, it's funny how we use, uh, Stove words when we're talking about emotions like anger, like simmer. Simmer is like a stove thing, isn't it? Like isn't that what you do when you're cooking something? They say put it down, put your stove down to to a simmer. Put this food down to a simmer. <laughs> now boil the food, bubble it, so it's now bubbling up. It's bubbling rage. Is what boiling does. It's funny that. That's um, how we talk about, like, these certain emotions. Anyways, um, so your anger may decrease, but it's probably still there, which is affecting your day now. It's very much affecting your entire day, depending on how strong that anger is. And depending on if you can cope with this anger properly, right? maybe that's when you meditate when you get to work maybe you're afraid that if you're meditating when you're driving people will start getting ready to start driving and you'll not uh be ready fast enough you know that's that's a possibility so you do it there while you're working whatever works right so you work throughout the day uh depending on how you work what you do for your work and how you uh Deal with people at your work. It's going to increase your anger. Decrease your productiveness or whatever. Or decrease your anger. Whatever it is. It depends on your very. uh, Depends on the the context of the situation. I can't give you every single situation. I'll take forever. Um, But. So you go out to lunch. Say, somewhere, um, and because it's probably faster, you're probably going to go fast food, which may not be the healthiest thing. You know, if you had a good breakfast of eggs or whatever, all that matters to a certain extent. That affects the body. Certain foods have a heavier effect upon the body. Certain chemicals within certain coffees have an effect on your body or this kind of thing um interestingly enough people will always talk about how sugar actually gives you a, a rush a sugar rush but it actually doesn't but that's in their episode that's been scientifically uh studied multiple times and disproven multiple times but so you probably will get something quick mcdonald's and i'm not saying that mcdonald's is bad and you shouldn't get mcdonald's but like i said everything has its price everything has a price in some way um and it's something i'm starting to become more aware of uh because of this book that i i read a little bit more about 12 and a half um which i might do a, a book review on in the future because it's really interesting but so you become aware of what you're eating so there's two ways to eat something, right? There's two ways to do anything, conscious or unconscious, or aware or unaware, with unawareness or awareness. So you can either eat with unawareness, which means you might eat too fast, you might eat the wrong foods, you might eat um, in such a way that you can even cause yourself to cough and choke, um, this kind of thing, right? That has a price. Conscious eating, you might eat a little slower, but you might get it all down better and more productively. And some ways, ironically, even though it sounds counterintuitive, going slower is actually, in some ways, making things a little bit faster because you're kind of spending more time on what you're talking about and you're kind of like choosing your words properly. You're choosing whatever it is that you're doing consciously with awareness. Uh, so, sugars also play a big role as well, because sugars may not have a sugar rust, but they also, you know, create glucose in the body. The body gets glucose from sugars, and if there's too much of that, and then you crash later, you know, that also has a price. So you get ready for going back to work. You go back to work, depending on what happened at lunch, you might get angry you might get annoyed You know this kind of thing everything everything has a price so you work the rest of the day depending on how well your work went depending on how well you you think your work went maybe it was really annoying maybe it was really stupid maybe you really hate your job that has price it has price on your emotional health your um S- your f- your spiritual health in in some ways as, as well even and your physical health to a certain extent because you're not going to want to pay attention to like what you eat because attention is is a very much a limited resource you know like if you're focusing on numbers like if you're trying to memorize some numbers and somebody just comes next to you and goes four seven three eight two nine. You're like, "Fuck! I can't remember what the, what were the numbers again." And then you look at the numbers, uh, and then you might remember the numbers. But if that person kept doing it, you'd be like, "Stop fucking doing that! I can't remember the numbers now." And this kind of thing, because attention is extremely limited, and it it's a very finite resource throughout your day. And so you're gonna go go home because you focused too hard on your work rather than kind of having a light focus on things and you're going to fall into um unawareness so uh one of the things that i really like about Eckhart Tolle is that he talks about falling uh rising above thinking and falling below thinking and it talked about falling a low below thinking when it comes to like drugs, but I don't think it just has to do with drugs. In my opinion, I could be wrong, but like, oftentimes I've noticed that when people watch shows, they can often fall into a state below thinking where they're not aware, they're not conscious of what they're watching, what that's doing to their state of mind, um, as much as they could be just falling below thought. I could be wrong. Um, And so you, because you were paying way too much attention, you were taking it way too seriously or whatever it is. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do that. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to make that a judgment call. I think it's more about finding finding a balance about between taking it too seriously and taking it not seriously enough. You know, this kind of thing. Or putting too much attention in it and too little attention into your work. This kind of thing you go home, and because there's very little awareness left, and there's very little energy left within your body centers, um, you crash. And instead of doing something that fulfills you, you know, like whatever that might be, like reading, or going out somewhere to socialize or whatever it is for you it could be anything right you just say oh, i'm too tired and you watch television and then you kind of fall into that level below consciousness which has a price that price is that over time i've noticed what this can do because i've done this before i'm not speaking from a place of just going ah oh, i'd never do this you know this kind of thing um, because I definitely have found myself do this sometimes, but what I've noticed it does is that it creates uh, a gap between reality and you. And what I mean by this is that so it's very easy in this kind of place of falling below uh, thinking to not really pay attention and not really know what you're doing and you can eat eat like an entire uh, tub of ice cream like an entire night because you're so unconscious and so unaware of what you're actually doing because you uh expended too much awareness and attention on things in your life that you couldn't you you can't now pay enough attention to what you're doing now which is Causing less self-awareness. Less accountability. um, And perhaps even less empathy. If somebody calls you at a certain time. Especially in this time. You might not have enough awareness to be empathetic to something they might say. You're going to be very instinctual. Have very instinctive drives. You know this kind of thing. Which explains a lot of why... A lot of people seem to be so, um, I don't want to say shallow, but like they seem to be so different from a lot of us because a lot of us are kind of, there's a lot of, a lot more people nowadays that are trying to f- rise above above thinking into just pure awareness. Like like Eckhart Tolle talks about like those three levels, falling below thinking, thinking, and then rising above thinking into pure awareness. Um, and there's people who are trying to rise above thinking into pure awareness. Um, and those people are looking at what's happening in the world. And they're going, what is happening with these people? They're like so, um, I'll just use the word because it it's not really meant necessarily to be, well, I don't know. I, I want to make another episode about that. And I want to make an episode about stupidity as well. But. They think. They see these people as shallow. As not very deep. Not very aware of themselves. Because they're not. Because their. Attention is. <clears throat> too focused into. Certain areas. And not focused enough. Into other areas of their lives. Which. Causes them. In some ways. By no fault of their own. Well. I don't know if that's saying by no fault of their own, but causes them to see you this way, see them this way, so causes them to have little awareness of what they're doing, causes them to have little awareness of how they're sounding to others, and so everything has a price, and this is really one of the bigger ones, actually, because you can, you can, you can, you can uh, pay some of these other prices, like if you get angry. You, you're still thinking and sometimes you're more unconscious but you're still thinking you can you can kind of get out of this one but if you're in a place below thought it's harder to get yourself out of that because you're not aware right now in that moment <laughs> um which is what's why it's very important to uh manage your attention levels and in, in, in everyday life people it's so funny how everybody always talks about how you should manage your time but nobody really talk, talks about how you should manage your attention it's really interesting because somebody wanted me to talk about this and it was uh, something that were they were talking about to me and their uh, you know my close circle of friends and stuff talking about you should do an episode about what you should pay attention to and what you shouldn't pay attention to and at first I was like, you know, I'm not sure if that's, you know, something I know that much about, right? And something that I don't, I don't, I don't even know if I shouldn't even do it because it's like, should I be just telling people what, sh- what to do and in, in their life? That's not really why I do these episodes. It's more of a guidance thing. Um, but the more I think about it, the more I'm like, yeah, I guess I could do it. I don't know if I do it directly necessarily, but I can give you some examples and whatnot (laughs) but everything here has a cost in some way and this one most of all non-awareness or unawareness is probably one of the biggest killers of your self-development your biggest killers of spiritual development biggest killers of uh, the possibility of undoing past patterns, the biggest killers of um undoing really strong attachments and emotions, things like this. Like those are all kinds of things that this is uh preventing you from doing because it's not like a complete on off switch. Like there's going to be times where it's on and there's gonna be times where it's off and there's gonna be times where you're still thinking and whatnot, but you're not, um, in the place above thinking, and that causes you other problems as well, which, you know, I could get into those three modes, and what the, what those costs are, but it's, um, they all have costs, basically, and I think that's Speech where room. I'm going to end Outro. this one, Recording duration, um, because it's about an hour, I don't want to make this too long here, It's already way too long as it is. So I hope you enjoyed this and I will talk to you in the next one.